welcome back to your grandma's favorite podcast. It's the Pens and Stuff podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. And Jim's back this week. I'm back, baby. Just for two weeks in a row. I am back and I am excited to talk about a good week this week for the Penguins. Because we only played two games and you got dad power. That's why. But a heck of a lot better than the last episode, you guys. I, I'm, I feel sorry that I... I left you guys to talk about that absolutely no, horrendous, horrible week. Three weeks of hockey. Yeah, uh, three weeks. We talked about three weeks. Of three hockey. We talked about three weeks worth of hockey. It was it was fine. We just explained all of the problems, and then now some of the problems are fixed. Like the power play's kind of gone on a heater the past two games. Oh, they have, which is huge. We've scored, I think. Three or four power play goals in those last two games. Well, they couldn't have been much worse. I no. mean, 0 for 34 is pretty bad. <laughs> that is pretty bad. But something I will say, though, is they took Latang off that first power play because they realized, oh, this isn't working. And in that Arizona game, they put Valtteri Pustin in. Pust. On the first, on the first uh, power play, who actually takes shots and makes good passes. Hello. Which makes a huge difference, you know? Well, yeah, okay. it does help. He's, it a always, very, though, hey, he's a very good It always helps maker. to shoot the puck. Time out. Time out. Letang was only on that first power play because Rax and Rust are dead. Yes. That's the only reason he was on that first power play. He was running the second power play. Well, no. When Rax and Rust were there and Smith. They could have they could have put and Smith they, on that first penalty or power play. And, and they, they were still bad then. But they tried that and it wasn't working. They right. tried Latang and it wasn't they were trying to figure what was gonna work. Yeah. Houstonin, Houstonin, he yeah, he got a couple points. So, so I am just I'm just saying it's not Latang's complete fault. Like No. We, but also Also okay, he didn't Hunter he, Hody's Hunter Hody's on Twitter. Friend, fan of the show. Okay, friend of the show. Yes. Friend of, the show. friend of the show. I'm not I'm not taking shots at him. But he had a terrible tweet. He said the the power play starting to click now, so it only makes sense for the penalty kill to to take a step back. I was like, dude, half our penalty kill is on IR. Yes, no Matt Nieto. Half our penalty kills injured. No Matt Nieto. No no, Nolichari, no, no Brian Rust. Yeah, like what do you expect us to do? But you still got Jeff Carter scoring shorthanded goals. Oh yeah, that was a first yeah, in his career but, against Arizona to score both a shorthanded and a power play goal in the same game. He'd never done that before. It's amazing. Yeah. Considering he's been yeah. in the league for how long? Ooh. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I, I, how many people are actually scoring a power play goal on a shorthanded? Because normally, you guys on the power play aren't playing short power penalty kill. Mm-mm. This so. guy, Mario Lemieux. Well, so is Chris Letang. <laughs> Chris Letang's uh, on the sure. penalty kill on the power play. Mario's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, but Letang's a defenseman, so I mean, that's different. I mean, Cindy Crosby could play both too, but they don't run him on the pop penalty kill. Well, no, but Brian Rust, they do. Ryan Rust is also That's true. that they do, and he's 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 scored shorthanded goals before too. Yeah. And right now, Drew O'Connor's playing both power play and penalty kill because <laughs> of the injuries to the team. Yeah, so Freaky. since there's only uh, two games to talk about, and we're recording on schedule this time, so on a Friday, score, Woo-hoo. a plus for that. Let's talk about the games we have: Pittsburgh against Arizona in Pittsburgh. Yes, yes, yes. Start of the dad's trip, four two, uh, four two win. Pittsburgh won four to two. Huge game, huge. Yeah. I watched. I watched this whole game. Well, no, not the whole game. I watched the the last two periods because I was not at home for the first one. But um, I watched the first two period or the last two periods, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I missed a good first period because the first period was entirely like the scoring period, and it was all special teams 
because two power play goals and a shorthanded goal in the first. And then I came and there was hardly any scoring after that. But <laughs> um, from what I saw, Pittsburgh, I will say it was a, it was kind of frustrating because Arizona, it was a very back and forth game. This game was. It was, it was, there were a few interesting calls from the ref I didn't necessarily appreciate. There was a lot of penalty killing in this game too, which is the thing, like Pittsburgh's power play wasn't really, or penalty kill wasn't honestly that bad for letting in two power play goals. I think it was probably 50%, which isn't good, obviously, but when your PK is normally a lot better than that, but honestly, for the amount of penalties they got called against them, and I might... I might be getting this one in the Montreal game confused a little bit because there might not have been that many penalties in this game, actually, now no. that I'm thinking about it. No, there were a lot. Were there? there? Were five on either side. Okay. There were five on either side. Oh, yeah. But, in, yeah, yeah, in the second and the third, though, there weren't as many. But the no. the Jeff Carter boarding was an actual boarding, and that was mm-hmm. a bad one. Um, but it was kind of just unfortunate. Wait. Like, Jeff was just going for the hit, and the guy turned wrong. And it wasn't really Carter's fault, but it was a board, so it had to be called. And then yeah. Latang's holding was kind of a little weak, but, um, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I just oh, oh my, the Eric Carlson slashing, I believe it was, was a terrible call. I think it was in this one. Was that Eric yeah, Carlson that or was, was that Sid? No, that was the first. No, it was an Eric Carlson. The first period at nine thirty one. It was. It was a weak. It's a weak power penalty from what I remember. I think it was, I, th- I believe it was. Maybe I'm getting one wrong with, uh, oh no, sorry. I, I remember. Slash call is in uh, the Habs game. Sorry. I, I remember, I remember there was a uh, slashing call against Sid. There, Yeah, there was. When he was just doing a stick lift and they called it a slash for some reason. It yeah. didn't look like a slash to me, but that's just me. Yeah, I think both of these games were high penalty games. And the power play looked really good in the Montreal game. Except they let in, I think they let in one power play goal. But there were a lot of penalties as well. So. Yeah. uh, There were four penalties against Pittsburgh. And I think, I think they scored on one of them. Yeah. Sean Wanahan scored a power play goal the end of the first. For Montreal, yeah. Yeah, but that was the only power play out of... So it was a 75% power play from Pittsburgh in that game, which was... Or penalty kill, penalty kill, which was pretty good. And then we scored two power play goals in both games, which is huge. Well, so we were four of eight on the power play in those two games. Is that right? Is that accurate? No, four for nine, I think. They were two for five in Arizona. and No, uh, four for eight. Two for five in Arizona and two two for three. three... In Montreal. Okay. Oh yeah, we only got three. It was Montreal got four. So yeah. four for You're eight. Right. Yeah. I mean, going a fifty percent clip. No, there were only two penalties against Montreal. We were a hundred percent in the. No. That's what it says on this. On no. the. No. Well, it's wrong because there's a, a interference. There's a hooking, and there's a too many men. Pittsburgh had a too many men. No, Montreal did. Wasn't wasn't there oh, one right. where it was like. A one second power play or something like that. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I mean, I remember that might have been the Arizona game. Yeah, because there was like so many penalties in that first period. Little crazy. Anyways, both 
Pittsburgh was looking a lot better. The The Montreal game was frustrating. I actually turned it off at one point because we just weren't connecting on anything in that first period. It was so, so frustrating. The second period came out, and we, like, played, like, a completely different team in the second <laughs> period, which was... Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say something that you guys may disagree with, but this run was very nice. These last two games were very nice. But you look at the records, and we're... And it, it hurts me to say, but this Penguins team is on par, not better, not worse, on par with Arizona and Montreal. You look at their records, wow. they're identical. You look at, or not identical, but you look, you know. They're, they're very similar, similar. You yes. Look at the, you look at the point differential outside of Montreal at minus 22, they're pretty much the same. Like, these these three teams are on par with each other. Now, when we when we start doing what we did in these games against the likes of Dallas or the Rangers or Toronto, Boston, you know, Vegas, the well, we did shut out Vegas, but that was a while ago. But when we start doing that, then we can have a serious talk about this team being a playoff contender. Until I mean, I know we're not saying that, but but that's when you know I'll start being excited about what they're doing yeah. right now. Oh. I can't say anything. Right. Arizona is a very good team this year. I'm not going to take any away from them, but they're still, they're not a contender. No one's thinking Arizona is going to go on a cup run and right. Montreal as good as some of their pieces are. They're still a couple of years away from being a contending team. So, so would you, you know, so would you agree then with this statement that Pittsburgh, uh, you wouldn't consider Pittsburgh a playoff contending team? Right now, no. Like, Mm-mm. no, they're four they're out of five, a wild card spot. Their five on five score scoring is amazing. It, it is some of the best. Their penalty kill, when fully healthy, awesome. The defensive side of the puck is, dare I say, spectacular. John Ludwig is on that six D pairing, like that six D spot. Even when Rude Weedle is back, healthy. he has solidified that spot for himself. He, that's his. Yeah. I, and if if he gets it taken away, I will be irate. Mm-hmm. I love he, Chad. He, brings... he Chad is a really good seventh D man though, and I don't think he'll be mad about yes. not playing every no. night. John Ludwig brings a physicality to this team that we haven't had since Ryan Reeves was there for twelve games. We've oh. needed, we, and we've needed that. Yeah. But, We've needed that. And the and the goaltending is excellent. I mean, Nedeljkovic stopped, let's see, there's three goals. He stopped 39 shots against Montreal. Yeah. I believe that was, yeah, they had 42 shots on goal. It was, he made 39 saves. And then in the shootout, he was really good too. And he was spectac- spectacular in the shootout. And I'm not done talking about the Montreal game. There's a couple of things I want to talk about. But no, uh, once when their penalty kill, when their power play starts clicking against good teams with pe- good to penalty kills, then we can start talking. But until then, this team, like Abby and I talked about it last week, that is their that is their main issue. Like if we could score at least once on the power play a night, we would be winning these games that we're losing mm-hmm. to good teams. But I, I I don't think they're a contending team with the way they've been playing recently. No, because the 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 playoffs depend so much on special teams. When you get that chance on the power play, you have to capitalize. And Pittsburgh's just not clutch like that in moments where this, if we score here, we're going to change the tide and the feel of the entire game. They just don't step up and they're not able to, to do that. Okay, I'm going to say something maybe controversial, maybe not. Um, 
but this team as it's constituted right now, uh, if we are going to be considered, at least in my mind, if, if, if I'm going to consider the Pittsburgh Penguins a legitimate playoff contender to start, and then, I mean, what you said, Abby, just now is, is absolutely true, that the, the power play has to be a heck of a lot more consistent. Um, but I will also say that in 2009, this was the kind of start the Penguins had. In 2015, this is the kind of start to the year that the Penguins had. Now, in both of those instances, the guy who was at behind the bench in that year got fired and a new, um, a new coach came in and took us to a cup run. Mm-hmm. Does this team have that kind of run in it? Here's, here's why I would say no. Number one, I don't think Kyle Dubas is in a position where he feels like he can fire Mike Sullivan. Mike Sullivan. I no. don't feel like that's the case. Mm-mm. Secondly, I don't feel that this team has the kind of talent to be able to play in the playoffs and win. Mm. Now let me let me say this, if they can figure out if coach Sullivan can figure out a way to get this team to exercise its will on every team that they play, i.e. slow the game down, um, make it a, make it a, a, you know, muck up the, the neutral zone, mm-hmm. um, slow the other team down because you're not a fast team nope. in, no. in nine, in Oh nine and 15 and 16, you were a fast team. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to, if you are going to win with this group of people, with this group of guys, you have got to figure out how to muck it up and slow it down and and keep your guys fresh for the third period. That's one of the things that's been so frustrating to me is that Pittsburgh just seems like such a chameleon team. They don't have this identity that they're able to lean into every game. They're not always trying to play a fast game. They're only trying to play a fast game when they play a fast team. Right. You know, and they're only playing a, a transition game when they're playing an, another team that's really good at the transition game. And they keep like, f- like trying to beat another team at their own game. Right. When they just need to lean into their identity as a group, which is something that I don't think necessarily they have because I you're agree. not seeing this consistent. Oh yeah. They're always good you know, in the neutral zone, or they're always generating a lot of possession in the offensive zone. They're not, they don't have that one thing. Like if their power play could click, that might be it. That dagger, that's their, that's their thing that is going to make them a dangerous team. But you just, they don't have this identity of like, we're a transition team or we are a a defensive minded team or we are like an elite offensive team. And that might come from the way the roster is structured too. Like you don't have enough players that are really, really good at this one thing, but it's just frustrating because whenever you watch them play, you don't see them excelling at like 
they're never consistent in one area. Agreed. Yeah. I was, I was talking with a buddy of mine and he was talking about his, his soccer team, Chelsea. And he was like the, the, the manager or the guy constructing the roster. I don't know what they're called in soccer. Managers. We had, we, we won, we won the, we won the champions league or something like one of them, the big one, a couple like five years in 2015 or something like that. He's like, and, or no recently, but he's like, and now there's maybe only four or five guys on the team that were there. And all, all, all the guy did was buy the biggest name players, bring them in, but they don't have any chemistry. They don't go well together. And he's right. like, but you look at the teams who are consistently good and they have a core and they have pieces around that core that, that play well together. You look at the guys, the teams that are good this year, like, well, Carolina was good. The Rangers. They don't have – they have two two superstars, Panarin and Zabinajad and Shesterkin, and everyone else is what they do, it, and they, they f- play well together. Yeah, they you have Adam – the, the Golden Knights. I mean, they got rid of Riley Smith. And you look at you look at the Golden Knights, you look at the Colorado Avalanche. Well, Colorado Avalanche may be suffering from some of this, but, like, the, the Dallas Stars, they're not, they're not going big game hunting every year because they have their skies. Mm-hmm. Right. And the Penguins – the problem is the Penguins guys are old, and they're trying to win one more. Right. Maybe we should have started rebuilding last year. Agreed. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm not. I mean, but, you. You can. There's a way to rebuild. Yeah. And not, maybe. Maybe Carlson was too big a name to go after. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Well, it, it, it may have been Carlson. Look, I love Carlson as an individual talent. I think he's great. He's I agree. a great offensive defenseman. Hall of Famer. Well, if he wins a cup, Hall of Famer. If he wins the cup, yeah. But is he what the team needed? No. What they needed was young blood. What they needed was a retool. They needed to bring in physicality and youth. And you get a little bit of physicality with Carlson, but they just added extra offensive talent that you don't need if you have Latang, Crosby, and Malkin. No. You know what we really really could have needed? Alex DeBrincat. And he was on the market. Did he want to come to Pittsburgh? No, he wanted to go to Detroit, and that's where he got to. Right. Well, I'm I'm thinking, and I'm thinking too. And again, I would definitely say the the in these next two months, the rest of December and January, you're going to see, you know, where where do the Penguins line up? Are we? still in the hunt for a playoff position. And if so, I think at that point you're going to see Kyle Dubas make some pretty bold moves mm-hmm. to get this team to where it needs to be so that we are in a position to at least make a run to the playoffs. I don't, I don't know if this team has, has a cup run in it. I really don't know. I don't know either. But again, but that, that I mean, again, a Dubis <laughs> miracle, um, you know, could he do it? I, I think, I think he has, I think he has the clout among other GMs to be able to pull it off, but I, I don't know. I don't know if there are going to be the kind of pieces that Pittsburgh's going to need to make it happen available come trade deadline. Does that make sense? Right. But if anyone yeah. can do it, I trust Kyle Dubas to go out and get what we need. He's fearless 
Agreed. And and we need more players like Riley Smith who are two-way forwards who can who can play the puck and generate offense but who's also uh, like solid defensively and physical. Yes. Riley Smith is our most physical forward on the team right now. Yes. And if he can find someone not necessarily to the same caliber as Riley Smith but someone with that type of game that's like dependable two-way and who's also like very physical, which is what this team needs. Physicality and, and energy. Yep. Because I think the team's doing better now because Russ and Raquel are out. Because yeah. you've had to have Jonathan Gruden, John Ludwig, Ryan Shea. You've had Valtteri Pustin and you've had Redim Zahorna, who was already on the team. But uh, Alex Nylander for some time was on the team too. And it's just like you bringing up these guys who are giving you youth and chances. And Vinny Hinestroza. Mm-hmm. That guy was he was slotted in on the on the first line with Sid and and Jake, which I loved for a time. The starting roster was yeah. was O'Connor on there, but they put Hinnestroza up there, and I don't I don't mind that. Hinnestroza is yeah, a I don't mind that is either. a physical guy too. Like just bringing in more pieces that I think I don't know. Yeah. I, I I think I, youth and energy. That's what that's what this team needs. Agreed. Look. Looking looking at this Penguins Habs lineup, I loved the lineup against the Habs this last one mm-hmm. with Gensel Crosby. I mean, I would honestly no, I'd I'd leave it as is. Not saying we get rid of Russ and Raquel, but I mean maybe okay, so when Raquel comes back, you put him on that top line with Crosby and Gensel, right? That's a great top line. We know they play well together. And you move O'Connor down and scratch Carter. But then you leave Harkins, Gruden, Carter. Zahorna, Eller, Hinnestroza, Smith, Malkin, Pustinen, Gensel, Crosby, Raquel. And, I mean, maybe you slot Achari in for where Gruden is or for Harkins, move Gruden to the wing, because I love John Gruden. Just looking at him in the last two games, he was getting in the grill of some of those players. Like, he was not not, not backing down. And he's he's a short dude, Bruh. but he's a big player. He like, is. he plays yeah. Big. Mm-hmm. He's he's got a Napoleon complex because <laughs> he is he's a tiny guy, but yeah, he and is Pustin a and, yeah, yeah, somewhat. yeah. Pustin also has really good hands. Yeah. Like he's and, and Pustin is playing very well. Mm-hmm. He's an offensive threat for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think about that line though of of Achari, Gruden, and O'Connor? Like that line, you throw them out there. I don't know. There are I like people in the. I like not not offensively, but no, but I think I would like the combination of of Gruden, Achari, and um, Hinnestroza better because that's a great grinding. You think you move fourth line, to that third line, and you move O'Connor to the, to the O'Connor yeah, to you move O'Connor to the third okay. with Eller and Zahorna. Yeah, that line that line played together for the majority of this year. I think I think yeah. they were the the yeah. starting. When we were all healthy and opening okay. opening day, they were the starting three line. Yeah, which I I really do. I like that line. I think Zahorna and Eller are both finding their stride. And I mean, O'Connor's a, a Swiss Army knife, so you could put him wherever. But I I just wish Zahorna would throw the body more. I do We've too. Seen him do it, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't anymore. He's a big enough guy to make it. You're not to gonna, make it worth his while. I mean, yeah. right? He's gonna he's gonna cause some. You're gonna I mean, hurt some people, no matter. Like you're gonna shake him up. You're gonna rattle him. So. Yeah, right. that's that's one of your your yeah. uh, your accolades there. So I don't know. Yeah, be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. So a good week for the Penguins. 
still a lot of improvement against, to go. Against, if I could use uh, sports uh, caster Chris Broussard's uh, analogy, just a bunch of, uh, against a bunch of tomato cans. Tomato cans? Me? What does that mean? Teams. Easily, uh, easily crushable teams. That makes sense. Me? Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Also, in that last (laughs) game. I have not missed the sound effects. Me either. Me either. (laughs) They put Latang and Carlson. They put Latang and Carlson on the same defensive pairing a couple times in the uh, Montreal game. Yeah. Which was interesting. interesting. It's and and analytically, they are an awesome pair together. Yes. Defensively and offensively. Well, do yes. I think you run them for 30 minutes a night? No. No. But, like, occasionally to throw off the teams? Yes. I love how Mike Sullivan is not afraid to do that, too. Like, mid-game, he's just like, okay. Yeah. You're, you're up there. Right. Like, that's un- unafraid. That's what he did in that second period in Montreal because it just wasn't yes. clicking before. And so in that second period, he's like, okay, we're running whatever works. And he kept putting, I don't even remember who, just like, it was either this, the third line, I think, he kept putting out there because they were doing well. So you just do what works. And yes. He's not afraid to do that, which is which is nice. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about in the uh, Montreal game. Yes. Drew O'Connor got called for a uh, goaltender interference call. Yeah. That at, was... uh, what, what time was it? At... And Abby and I exchanged a text about it. Mm-hmm. At sixteen fifty eight left or gone in the in the third period. And what it was was he was hard on the forecheck, O'Connor was. And Montembeau went out to play the puck, which, you know, if you want to play the puck, more power to you, buddy. And he skated backwards into OC's skates, tripped up, and he got called. Now, I don't know what the letter of the law is, okay? But my personal preference, because it I mean, my personal preference is if your goalie's out, and if, if it was my goalie, I'd feel the same way. And if I recall correctly, a couple of years ago when the Penguins played the Rangers in the playoffs, the same thing happened to Igor, and they didn't call it. Right. If right. I remember correctly. Right. I think, yeah, I think you're right. But if, if the goalie is outside of the crease, that should not be interference. Am I wrong? Like No, you're not wrong. Puck. But it still was a trip. They should have called it tripping. They should not yes. have called it yes. goaltender interference. I mean, Sure, but also a trip is like purposefully putting your leg out to trip somebody. Right. O'Connor was playing the puck. He was and, going in on the forecheck. And all Montembeau did was skate backwards into his skate. Yeah. I've seen worse called than not called. Yeah, I think Montembeau might have embellished it a little bit too. He kind of uh, yeah, flopped and, a little. I don't think I don't think they scored on that power play, but no, they didn't because there was no scoring in third. But my thing is that's not a goaltender interference. No, it's all. it's not interference. Because isn't the letter of the law if you're if if the goalie's playing his position, and you like if you, you are in the crease to play the position. Yeah, if you are in if if he's playing in the crease because if if you're outside if you're in if you're outside of the blue paint and the goalie bumps into you while you're outside the paint and he's you know whatever you yeah, bump into not. him it's not because the crease is his domain. Or at least yeah, that's, that's what they've told us in the past. It's never the same, yeah. but that's, that's how I, I've tried. My my wife is getting into hockey. You know, Clara's trying to get into hockey more, mm-hmm. and good for I've her. Had a couple of friends who are trying to get into hockey more, so they come over every now and then. But they're like, I'm trying to explain it to him, and like I'm, I was trying to explain icing to a guy, 
my, the same buddy who's talking about Chelsea, but uh, <laughs> he he was like, so what is ice? I'm like, ultimately it's just up to the referee when he wants to blow the whistle, which is wrong. Because I've seen some icings that are blatantly icing, and they say they wave it off. It's like he was not beating my guy, uh, the defense, down to the puck. Like it's 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 up to the referee. Is it going fast enough to be icing? Is it is it can can the defense get to it in time? Can the offensive player beat the defensive player down? It's so yeah. This it's, and, it's and subjective so and and a lot of that it's subjective. Yes, a, a lot of that subjectivity has come recently because. Well, not recently, uh, but it, the, the the original rule was that the first player to touch the puck. So, mm-hmm. so you had exactly. guys, you had guys busting their hump to get down there. And, but what they were, what they were having was these guys just flying into the back end of the boards. Yeah. And yeah. so there were a bunch of injuries. So that's why they changed the rule. But yeah, I agree. There has to be something that is more definitive to say, um, you know, that's icing, that's not. And, and again, um, in my opinion, I see these guys dump the puck in every single game. To me, it looks as if that puck is behind the red line when they let it go, you know, a lot of, a lot of the time, but they don't call it. They, they let it go. But yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And, and, and I agree there needs to be there needs to be a more definitive definition of what icing is and how and a lot of these rules too. Right. Right. A lot of these rules too, like not just icing, but a lot of them are just like, well, if the referee says it's, you know, I, I, I just hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. In other news, anyway. Vinny Henestroza got put on waivers today and pray he doesn't get claimed. That's all I have to say. For Why? Who's co- oh, Riss must rust must be coming no. Uh, Rax is a game time decision. Raquel is on Saturday or tomorrow. Yeah, or I guess today if you're listening to it when it comes out. Yeah, yep. first first Saturday he's a game time decision. So, all right. Ugh. So that yeah, Hinnestroza. But why Hinnestroza? Put Chance and Harkins back down. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, fine. I know. I don't understand some of the moves that I don't. I don't get it either. Makes. I I no. love the eye test with Hinnestroza. I love it. Me and too. I don't know yeah. why they're not starting him, but maybe that's just me. All right. Could be. So we will be back after these words from DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to for sports betting, but especially some of the lines you get in the NHL. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey that's code thpn only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl the crown is yours bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. 
Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. All right. Bruh. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, if you're just joining us, I don't know why you'd just be joining us in the middle of the podcast. We're not a radio show. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, random crap we want to talk about today. Cue the music. All right. So, random crap we want to talk about today. Jim has uh something to do with uh hockey jerseys yeah so i'm exactly sure what it is love jerseys so it being christmas um i was thinking about the season yeah christmas season i was i was thinking about things that you know would be really cool things to start collecting and uh one of the things i i have a you know one of the things i i began to think about was how how cool it would be to get like my favorite player from every team a jersey uh from that team with that player's name on it i thought that would be pretty cool so i made a list of uh, of all 31 of the other teams uh because pittsburgh penguins i would take any jersey from those guys namely you know sid malkin gensel uh, i have a lemieux what if i have a baby blue just- lemieux jersey which i'm wearing today what if um, I just decided to get you a uh, Marion Hosa Penguin jersey? Eh, I saw. Was it Marion Hosa? I'd wear it. I'd wear it. I wouldn't Ryan wear Hosa. it happily. Marion Hosa Red Wings jersey. I found. <laughs> I found one of those at a thrift store not that long ago. That was really funny. Where I was like, I should so, buy so, it. So yeah, you could find him on uh, Pittsburgh, the Blackhawks, Ottawa, number of teams, Detroit. Yeah, he yeah. is everywhere. Minnesota yeah. too, isn't he? No, that's Marion Gabrick. No, no, no. So, so here's my list. I have a list of, of all the teams. And again, um, this is, uh, this is kind of, um, just, you know, you guys, I don't know if you guys want to try and guess some of these, some of these players that I have from these teams. So this but is this is all time players, right? Just these, anyone these ever. These are yeah throughout the throughout the years. Are you gonna do like legends like Jared McCann, Toronto Maple Leafs legend? There's 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 one there's one guy on here from like like way 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 back. Darius Kasparaitis. Um, and then another guy on here from Ooh, Deep Cup. Further, further back, uh, further back than dad, even that. Dad loves Darius Casper. I think there's there's two guys there's two guys on here that go way way back. Um, like classic are classic going, guys. Are you going alphabetically? Um, yeah. So let's start with Anaheim. We have to guess who you want. Yeah, you guys. Timu. Timu. I'm saying Timu. I'm saying Trevor Zegers. No, no. Actually, is uh, it Getz actually, or Gibby? Wait, 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 wait. Are you going Penn's legend? No, uh, no. Brock McGinn? No. Oh. No. Dude. No, that would have been that would have been pretty cool. No, actually, you should have done Zach Aston Reese. Actually. Mason McTavish, so I could burn it. <laughs> oh, you think he's okay. a little. Anyway. Actually, actually, my Anaheim Duck jersey would be uh, Paul Correa. Number oh, nine, fair. Paul Correa. Oh, fair. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's, that's lame, though. You got to do one. I mean, you got to do one that no one's ever heard of. You got to do like that's what I would do. I would I would pick the obscure. No, one. see, here's the thing. Oh, I see. Mine would be like some guy who's like barely played. So like right now, 
it would be Alex Keelorn probably for me. Or I would also really like a Ryan Getzlaff from like the the gray and the blue yeah. Ducks jersey. Ryan Getzlaff is not like he's your stereotypical Ducks jersey though because he was the captain for so long and whatever. Like him and Timu Korea, they're all like you think of the Ducks, you think of those guys. You got to get one that you you don't think you know, of. No, see. I don't know about you two, but when I think Ducks, the first name that pops into my mind is John Klingberg. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I would get a John Klingberg Ducks jersey every day of the week. But see now, this this Paul Korea jersey has to be the old away, the, so the dark jersey, but the it purples. has to be the purples. Mm-hmm. The the purple yep. green with the with the duck. <sighs> That's such a good jersey. Dude, yeah. the whole NHL. I don't know why they don't go back to it. There is not a single person, I don't think, in the in the entire NHL fan you know, sphere that that really likes the orange, the orange and black no and, and gold or whatever. I don't mind the colors, but their jerseys are just so ugly. No, because well, it says blah. it says ducks. They're just black. If they just had the D with like the the ducks foot D on the on the front, that might be. But it says ducks. Yeah, it's just so. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Okay. Why would so you do that? The next team up Abby, is wait, Abby. What was your what was your certified uh, penguin or ducks? What, who like, I would choose? What would be the one, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, know. TZ. John, John Klingberg is, is actually great. I would probably do John Klingberg. Really? Because I'm a big Dallas gal, and I was crushed when he went to to Anaheim. Yeah. But I would, I would do, I would, I would probably do Klingberg. There you go. There you go. No, he got traded Minnesota. at the deadline, Andrew, to Anaheim. Okay. Arizona yeah. Coyotes next, next no, team up. No, Abby, he signed with Anaheim, got flipped to Minnesota, and now he's playing in Toronto. That's right. The, he was, yeah, Sorry. that's right. No, you're right. Go ahead, Jim. Okay, yeah. so the next next team is Arizona Coyotes. You guys got a guess? You'll never guess this one, Will honestly. Kessel. No. Connor Ingram. Oh, Ty Domi. Oh, that would have been a good one, but no. Connor Ingram. That guy's a legend. It's number 19. Shane Doan. That's the guy. <laughs> ha! Oh, look Shane at me Doan. go. Okay, okay. Yep. Shane Doan is also the guy you think of when you think of Arizona, though. Yeah, he's he's a he's a classic uh, classic Arizona his, Coyote guy. His son now Arizona as a as a as a um, franchise was also Winnipeg Jets. Right. Yeah. So, so you could have done I could have done Timu Solani with him, but I don't think he ever played for the Coyotes. The Coyotes. No. So so if you want a Coyotes no. jersey, no. But you, I mean, his son Shane Doan's son plays for the. Yeah. The Sun Devils. Yes. In Mullet yeah. Arena, which yeah. is, I think is yeah. great. That's hilarious, isn't it? Speaking of the Sharks just posted a, uh, it's like a three minute video. It's like, join us for our walk from the visitor's locker room to morning skate from Mullet Arena. It's like a three minute video of them walking from the visiting locker room to Mullet. Uh, <laughs> That's to hilarious. Ice. That is funny. Okay. So let's move Abby, on. Who would you pick from Arizona? Oof. Scott Wedgwood. I need, I need these. Scott Wedgwood. Scott Wedgwood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm just doing Classic. Dallas. I'm just doing Dallas Stars at this point. Classic. I, mine would be Clayton Keller, just because That's I fair. love. He's a great. He he's a great player. He's I also good, might do Phil Kessel. But he's also very frustrating, uh, to be yeah, perfectly well, honest. He's short. That's, he reminds me of Alex, our brother or my brother, Jim's son, Alex. He's young, <laughs> which, but so, he so, he so plays hockey. Would be my son, brother. And yeah, our brother. And um. He has the same hair as Clayton Keller, which I think is hysterical. Yeah, it like looks like they never wash it. Um, <laughs> they but anyways, do. and they're, they do. they're both short and they have the same. Well, like, we can't speak for Clayton Keller, but we know Alex does wash his hair. Yes, he, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. My Boston Bruins. Let's go. Yeah. Boston Bruins. Can you guess? All Mark. No, I'm doing all uh, Bobby Orr. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Orr. Orr. Nope. 
Patrice Bergeron. This, this one, this Ooh, is it. Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, right. That's his favorite. No, this is this guy could have been on a number of different. I could have chosen for a number of different teams. Yager. Yeah. You want a Yager Boston jersey? Yeah. Yager Boston jersey. Yeah. Why? Because I don't want a Calgary jersey. What about Florida though? The era oh, he played that would, for that would have been nice. The era he played yeah, for Florida, those jerseys yeah. were so clean with the Panther grind. But uh, honestly, I was gonna I was gonna go Pasternak with with Boston, but you already have a Pasternak jersey, so I didn't want to do that. I do. So I decided, yeah, Yager played for Boston, and you know he's probably the only guy who played you know, for Boston that I don't hate. You know who else played for Boston? I could have picked Joe Thornton. You know that would have been big. That's you know, true. You know who else? Tyler Swaggin. Yeah, well, yes, I have a Tyler Sagan Boston jersey, but someone else who plays for Boston or who played for Boston? Who's that? Puck Doku go-to every day. Anson Carter, legend. Oh, yeah. Oh, Abby, yeah. Abby rocks the Anson Carter. Every the- time. He is so little used on Puck Doku. I do Anson Carter all the time. He played like <laughs> for your, everyone in the East. Is that your answer for Boston? Is that your answer for Boston jersey? No, I would. I would Boston jersey? Uh... I like Charlie Coyle. I might get a Charlie Coyle jersey okay. and Bergie. I would, I would, I would cop a Bergie jersey actually. Yeah, I would, I would too. I would too. He's, he's an awesome such a class act. I yep. love that guy. Yep. You know another uh, 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 not Phil Bork, um, Ray Bork. Yeah, that would Bork. have been a big one too. That would have been a good one too. Uh, so moving on to the Buffalo Sabers, this guy played in uh, Mario Lemieux era. He played in Mario Lemieux era. <laughs> oh, Dominic Kashuk. Nope. Oh, I don't, I don't know old I have very though. few goalies on this. That's on lame. This goalie list. jerseys are the best. Hey, goalies life matters too, dude. They do. Really. I know. I know. Uka Pekalekinen. That would have been cool. Cause I would just like to have that name on the back of my Jersey. Um, that's true. I don't, that, we don't, we're not going to get, this. okay. Gonna get it. It's number 16, Pat LaFontaine. Oh, nice. Oh, LaFontaine. Yep. I know the name. I don't ever know like what teams they've played for. Pat LaFontaine, who cut the heart out of the probably in my for my money, the best team ever was that ninety-three Penguins team that was going for the three peat. Pat LaFontaine ripped the Penguins heart out in that game seven of the second round, I believe it was, and he scored that overtime goal. And I remember I was in Chicago and I was just so upset. I didn't cry, but I was very upset for a good long while. And I think that was actually like the day before I graduated from Moody. So, yeah. yeah. So So you were engaged at the time. I was. Yes, indeed. Remember watching that game in my in my parents hotel room. So go ahead, Abby. Casey Middlestat. Oh, that's not bad. Casey Middlestat. It's a great name. And he's he's. He's very underrated. Yep. I'm I'm you going who current players. Who? Uh Alex Tuck. Uh that was gonna yeah, say that's I was gonna say too. he was he was one that I had thought about too. Yeah, he's very See, underrated. I just I just like the fact that he is he 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 got traded, you know, not ideal, you know, getting traded to yep. nope. he's yep. like he, I'm here. I'm going to bring a cup to Buffalo. And no, that was his, that's his goal. He super wanted to yeah. get traded though. He did not want to stay in Vegas. Well, he didn't like it there. But but of all places you wanted to go, was Boston really one of them? I think I, I think it. Buffalo, Buffalo might have been mean? pretty yeah. high on his list. To be honest with you, though, from what I've heard well, in just, interviews I'm, and stuff, I just like the way he acted. You know, he was yeah. like, "It's not ideal." He but handled I'm gonna, it. I'm going to play well, and he he handled his stuff. He was a team. man about it. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah. so moving on to the Calgary Flames, 
This guy, this was, this was Jerome Ginla. There was no question of who this guy was going to be. Iggy, Jerome no. Giordano. No. Noah Hannafin. No. The number is nine. Oh, I should know this. Dang. Think mustache. Sounds- oh, oh, Lanny oh. McDonald. Lanny, Lanny McDonald. Lanny McDonald. That guy is a legend. That's my guy. He's awesome. When they won the Facial cup. Legend. When they won the cup, he was just, I mean, he was all sweaty, but his mustache continued right out there. It was awesome. Legend. The guy was awesome. That's awesome. So he's my favorite. What? Uh, Lanny McDonald. Yeah. Favorite, favorite flame. Mackenzie Weaker. No, no, no. Dan Vladar. Dan Vladar. Dan Vladar. <laughs> Darth Vladar. But I'm going to get the, the, the reverse retro from last year with the, oh. the horse head with the flames coming out of its nose. Oh, there you Steamy go. horse head, yeah. That's yeah. legendary. Love that you one. You want to know my pick? Which one? Penn's legend. Mark Jankowski. And also Pugdoku legend. Wait, Mark Jankowski played for Calgary? I didn't even know Mark. that. Mark Jan freaking Kowski. There you love go. That guy. Just, there you go. Love, you could have gotten him for as a penguin. You could have put him on Buffalo too. <laughs> Buffalo, Florida, That's Calgary. That's true. He's played for That's everyone. True. Oh no! You know the Buffalo Saber. I gotta change my goal, my my jersey. You know who it is? Who? Dominic Cahoon. <gasps> Another oh, another legend. There you go. <laughs> All right. He is. He's, he he. I wish the Penguins had kept him. He was so good. With the Penguins. He, he was, was good with the Penguins. He was yeah. pretty good, yeah. yeah. We were pod that was the first year we podcasted. That's right. That's right. When, when we traded him yeah. to Buffalo for Evan Rodriguez and Casey or no. Uh, what's the short guy? One cups with us. Connor Sherry. Connor Sherry, yep. Well, yeah. Evan Rodriguez wasn't a bad trade off. He played really well for oh, us. Oh no, no, too. no, 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 no. We we won that trade hundred percent because Dominic Kuhn played half the season and then went to Edmonton and then is now in Europe. So. Yeah. Yeah. We won the trade for sure. So next one, Carolina Hurricanes. This was pretty. Pretty No, this was a pretty easy pick for me too because uh, just. Cam Ward. uh, Penn's Penn's legend. Jordan Stahl. Nope. No way. Eric Stahl. Ron Francis. He played for Carolina? He played for Hartford Whalers, but that's the same. Are you going to get the Whalers jersey? Yeah. Oh, those are so nice. But people. People who. Oh, a.k.a. Uh, Biz Nasty, who says they should not be allowed to wear the Whalers jerseys. Well, Arizona that's doesn't like wear saying, Winnipeg jerseys or, or Thrasher's like, jerseys. That's like saying the Houston Texans can't wear the Houston Oilers jerseys because they moved to uh, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. Yeah. That That's dumb. It it's is the dumb. Same like, no. Stop. It is dumb. It is dumb. It, it, no, they can wear them. And plus, people want to see him. Hartford's not getting their hockey team anytime soon. No, probably uh, never. That that area, New England, is already filled with hockey teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. And plus, Boston College, like anyone who cares about Hartford is going to go see Boston College probably more than probably the yeah. Whalers. So, like, for sure. Let it go. All right. Anyway, sorry. That's my rant. Fair. My Car- Abby, who's your Carolina Hurricanes? Mm, Brady Shea. Brady Shea? Yeah. Okay. We we need to we need to kick this up a notch because we're only two Carolina. Do we want to save the rest for for next time? Because I mean I don't want to spend forty five minutes on this. Why not? <laughs> you know what we could do? We could post this as a separate podcast. We could like a like a like, special like a special yeah yeah yeah. There you go. We could do that All right. if you want to. Yeah, we'll we'll do that and then we'll just cut. It. Do we want to do two rounds of predictions? Do we want a podcast next week? 
What's next week? Oh, oh Christmas, Christmas week. is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. 22nd. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm preaching Christmas Eve. So I'm going to be, I mean, I could still do it, but yeah, I'll need to get, uh, I'll need to get, we'll, we'll need to get, cut this piece we, out because this is, yeah, we'll cut it. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's just end at Carolina. We'll hit Chicago in the bonus episode. And if people want to hear that, they can, we can post that maybe on Monday or Tuesday. Can you do that, yeah, Alex? Yeah. Andrew? Yeah, I can do it. Okay. So I mean, let's I've got nothing tomorrow until well no, I've got Christmas pageant practice. Um, you could probably do it morning. during the Christmas pageant practice. Okay, so let's you know, I'm I'm leading worship that uh so the way they're doing it is the worship is uh intertwined with the pageant. Oh cool. So That's kind of cool. led songs through it. And I'm I'm just playing guitar for that, so I have to be there. And Clara's in the pageant, so Okay. But anyway, this will all get cut up. All right, so let's move on to Chicago. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. I didn't say my Carolina. Oh, guy. okay. Go ahead. Um, and my and- Carolina guy. Oh, I am. I I'll just rock Jordan Stahl. I can't think. Oh, Brent Burns. Nah, yeah, Jordan. No, Stahl, no, 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 no. I, I think you got to do Yasperi Coked in the Emmy. Legend. Ooh, but he, but see, all most of my guys have been Penn's legends. Yeah, you know, fair. Feels right. Sebastian like, Aho. Which one? Jordan Stahl. Oh, Jordan Stahl. Yeah, Jordan Stahl. There's your, yeah, there's you your Penn's legend. Penn's legend. Yeah, for sure. I'm Dominic Cahoon. I'm just running with the vibes, bro. <gasps> oh my gosh, no! Ah, no, we'll save. Sorry. What? <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. Andrew just, just had a out. crisis. Andrew just had an existential crisis just then. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out because I'm like, this is set in stone. This stuff's set in stone. What is? All right, uh, like, like I'm, I'm th- these, these picks are set in stone. Like oh, if, no. if someone, can... <laughs> someone's listening to this podcast and they want to get me a hockey Jersey, they'll be like, let's see, let's get him an Anaheim Jersey. He wants Brock McGinn. We'll send him a Brock McGinn. Like, what if I actually change my mind and want to say like, you know, Sam Steele McTavish. If anyone sends me a Mason McTavish Jersey, I will take a video of me burning that thing after I take a crap on it. While you're wearing uh, it. Mason Mason McTavish can go <laughs> kick rocks. I that man. I have no love lost for. I, There's nothing with wrong with him. Wow. He's just like a Brad. Oh, he's, a, he's a young Brad Marchand. He's a Brad Marchand. No, he's not. He has done nothing. Brad Marchand has done stuff in his <laughs> life. Like he has, he has, he has a gold medal. I believe he has a Stanley Cup. Wow. He, has, he has succeeded at things. Not when <laughs> he was 21. <laughs> McTavish is freaking 21 years old. Okay. Did Brad Marchand act that way when he was 21? I don't think. Probably. Uh, I think he did. Uh, he was a butthole his whole career. Anyway, I'm not going you there. You haven't been alive for his whole career. Yes, I have. Actually, that's probably I haven't <laughs> been following hockey that long. I've been alive. You haven't been alive in hockey terms. All right, so we're going to wrap this portion up. If you want to catch uh, Blackhawks through Jets, we will be posting a special episode with uh, Anaheim and, you know, Carolina added on to that. We're going to do some editing. But you can, guys can go check that podcast episode out. It'll be out this next week. And uh, that this has been random crap we want to talk about today, plus a bonus episode coming Monday or Tuesday. Yes, bonus bonus random crap. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, now we will get into predictions. Yes. So uh, we have a week in review, Abby. Week ten of the predictions. What do you got? Or week, Jim, whoever wants to do it. I will do it. Order. Go ahead. Week ten of predictions was kind of a downer for the team. All of us. 
because Jim went two for five, Andrew went two for five, and I went one for five. So Bruh. not a good week, but at the end of the Bruh. week, Jim and Abby are both at 24, and Andrew is at 22. You kidding me? Hey, guys, uh, don't look now, but uh, comeback season. Comeback season for Andrew. Epic comeback starts right here. Continue. Uh, let's get into week 11. We're doing two weeks because we will be off for Christmas next week. Yes. There will be no... Uh, episode because it would be the 22nd we would record 23rd would be out and then christmas eve christmas we just too 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 close too close too close so we got week 11 and week 12 of predictions uh week 11 so abby abby predicts first right because she predicted yes first i do and even though they're tied yeah okay so so saturday abby. december 16th is the first game of week 11 new york at boston i'm taking boston in this well, game hey. what Dad is the prediction man. Let him give the games. Okay, it's fine. Okay. You just predict. Fine. It's okay. Taking saying, Boston in this up, game, four to two. two. We all have our roles. Okay, four to two, Boston. Big Daddy, what's your Boston. prediction, Daddy? Uh, what do I have here? Uh, That's the question. I have New York Rangers winning this game, four to two. Wow. Um, show put some respect on the Big B's name. Uh, it's Boston, two to one in overtime. I think Igor. You know, he has not been playing great. But I think he plays well against Boston. So. Unless uh, Quickie starts, then then New York is going to win for sure. You, you, had, you had Boston? I did 42? have Boston 42. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next game. Uh-huh. Yep. Washington. Washington at Carolina. Yep. I think Carolina is going to win this game in a show out 4-1. to one. I also have Carolina uh, winning 6-3. to three. High scoring. Um, I have yep. Washington. Underdog story three to one. Washington honestly has been not bad this year. They've been surprisingly is, is, good considering their roster. Under the radar. Is that the standard we're holding Washington to? Not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone thought they'd be garbage this year because they have no one. They yeah, don't have true. anyone but Ovi. And then like their they old are core. Very old. Like Backstrom yeah. and Kuznetsov and 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 Kuznetsov wants out, and they're not letting him out. So no. that is always... So, yeah, he's playing mad, which yeah. doesn't bode well. No, but it boosts his trade value come the deadline. This is true. That's true. I'm sure he gets flipped. All right, next one. Minnesota at Pittsburgh. On Sunday, December 17th. Yep. I say Pittsburgh wins this game. If they don't win this game, it's embarrassing as heck. But if Flower starts, then they might not. But Pittsburgh wins this game 4-3. to three. I have Pittsburgh winning 5-3. to three. And I have Pittsburgh winning four to two. All right. Next game is Philadelphia at New Jersey Devils. Abs, who you got? Honestly, who would have thought that this would be a hard matchup to pick at the beginning of the year? But it actually is because both teams are doing surprisingly well. I'll, 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 or yeah, they're doing surprising. Doing they're, they're doing the opposite of expectation. Correct. Um, New Jersey, I have winning this game. By a score of three to two. But nice. It could go either way. I have Philly winning this game four to three in overtime. That was your and prediction as much as it, for the Philly game last week. Yes. Sorry, continue. And as much as it pains me, because as you guys know, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, I got, you know, free bets. And at the beginning of the season, I laid down uh money on New Jersey to win the or not the conference, the division. And also win the Stanley Cup. But I have to predict Philadelphia. And what I have written down here before we started recording, Philadelphia 4-3 in overtime. Yeah, I had mine written down That's before we started recording too. Oh, yeah. I just pulled these out of my butt. You guys are more. 
professional than me, I guess. Of course we are. All right. All right. Last St. game Louis for Florida. Last, yeah, last game for week 11. St. Louis at Florida. Florida 5-2. to two. I also have Florida winning, but 6-2. to two. Um, I have uh, the Blues winning in a uh, 4-1 fashion. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's definitely opposite end of the spectrum for sure. <laughs> yeah. But watch, I'm going to be right. So suck it. Ha. So All right. recapping week 11. Uh, first game, New York at Boston or New York Rangers at Boston. Jim or Jim said New York Rangers four to two. Abby said Boston four to two. Andrew said Boston two to one in overtime. On Saturday again, Washington at Carolina. Abby and Jim both said Carolina. Abby with a score of four to one. Jim with a, a score of six to three. Andrew said Washington three to one. Sunday, December seventeenth, Minnesota at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's all around. Four to three for Abby, four to two for Andrew, and five to three for Jim. Monday, December 18th, Philadelphia at New Jersey. Abby said New Jersey, three to two. Jim and Andrew both said Philadelphia, both with a score of four to three in OT. Final game, Tuesday, December 19th, St. Louis at Florida. Abby and Jim with a uh, Florida winning. Abby with a score of five to two. Jim with a four of six to two. With a score of six to two. And Andrew with a uh, St. Louis with a score of four to one. All right. Five to one. Five to one? Five to one, yeah. I had four to one down too, but sorry. Oh, well, I might have said four to one, but I have written down five to one. And so okay. That's what I'd like okay. to say. Thank nope, you. That's fine. That's Adjustments why we, that's, have been made. That's why we go over them again. That's, I appreciate that. Okay, week 12, uh, our first game for week 12. Uh, because there are no, no uh, games on Christmas Eve, Christmas, or the day after Christmas. Boxing day. There is also, um, so we're going to, have uh, two games on the 23rd, two on the 27th, and one on the 28th. So on the 23rd, Pittsburgh at Ottawa. Abby, who do you have? Pittsburgh at Ottawa. I think Pittsburgh's going to win this game by a score of three to two in overtime. Wow. Um, I actually think that this is going to be a game that Pittsburgh craps out in. Uh, So I'm picking Ottawa to win five to two. I have Pittsburgh by a score of three to nothing. Ooh, shutout. Delkovich with the shutout. Big Ned. Also the 23rd, Tampa Bay Lightning at Washington. I Oh, Abby picks first, sorry. I have Washington in this game by a score of 3-2-1. I have Tampa Bay three or 4-3 to three in overtime. I have Washington again. Who knew I was such a Washington homer? But since I have the floor, let me tell you. Um, Abby, I would like you to formally apologize to Big Ned. For your crap at the beginning of the year. I did not give him crap. I just said that he was an interesting pickup as a, a, you know, backup goaltender because his history has been so streaky. So I didn't have any faith in him until, until, until I could see what he actually was made of. Yes. And I have seen now that with a good team, with good defense, unlike Detroit, he can actually do very well. But because so, he was on such a defensive team with Carolina, you don't know if that's just the defense. He was on a very poor defensive team with the Red Wings. You don't know if that's just defense or if he's actually, you know, just a streaky goalie. He's not. He's a very good goalie when he has mediocre defense at best. So, okay. I, I trust like him you now. You were wrong and I'm sorry. I, uh, I was I, I was not wrong because I didn't believe he was a bad goalie. I just didn't trust him because he hadn't proved himself to me yet. You feel me, man? You feel okay. me? That's all. All right. I have you still owe apology, but it's okay. Washington five to two. 
Wednesday, December 27th. Detroit at Minnesota. Oof. Uh, let's go Detroit. <laughs> no, actually, I'm going to say Minnesota. Minnesota, 3-2. to two. I have Detroit, 5-3. to three. Wow, way to just crap on your team. I have Minnesota, 3-1. to one. Well, I also crapped on my team because Detroit's mine, so. Carolina at Nashville, also on the 27th. Right. Carolina, Nashville, Carolina, Nashville, Carolina, Nashville. Carolina, Carolina. What am I thinking? Four to one. Uh, uh, four are, nothing, are sure? actually. Hey, hey, four nothing. Sure four nothing. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Are you sure that, are you sure that is such a, you just went to Carolina, Nashville. Uh, Carolina, definitely. I never vote for Nashville. I never, a, I never, I never a, vote for Nashville. That's what I just you, never, I can't. I don't. I just can't. Uh, do you? But do you think it's as such a no? I a, no. Oh my gosh! Genuinely, as, as no, no, I don't. Because Carolina is not no. as good as they have been in the past this year, and Nashville's no, better than than expected. No, but I just cannot and will not vote for Nashville. That's all. That's so. Oh my gosh! All right, Jim. That's disgusting. Please don't ever do that again. <laughs> Mouth noises. <laughs> I have Nashville winning this game four to two. Yes, you do, and I have Nashville by a score of six to two. I need to stop predicting such blowouts for Nashville, but I just you really <laughs> do, you really do. All right, I say what's in my heart. Last game on the twenty eighth of December: Los Angeles Kings at the Vegas Golden Knights. Abby, Vegas six to one. But this is a very Whoa. hard. This is a very hard game to predict because I feel like whenever two teams that are this close match up. One of the team, like you think, oh, it's going to be such a close game. It's going to be yeah, such a it winds and up being a blowout one way or the, the other. Team out. So I, I'm going Vegas five to two as well. I have uh, Las Vegas, or excuse me, not, uh, Los Angeles winning it by a score of two to one in overtime. Apparently, I fall prey to what you say is is the case for most of these. Yes. I mean, so recap of week twelve into fair. prediction contest. Did you say Abby or Jim? Jim, you you recap this one. All right, I, I just said give us. I was, I was saying it to anyone. So for week 12, Maybe we got Pittsburgh at else. Ottawa. Andrew says Pittsburgh three to nothing. Abby says Pittsburgh three to two in overtime. Jim says Ottawa winning five to two. Tampa Bay at Washington. Uh, Andrew says Washington five to two. Abby says Washington three to one. Jim says Tampa Bay lightning four to three in overtime. Detroit at Minnesota. Andrew and Abby both say Minnesota by a score of three to one for Andrew and a three to two for Abby. Jim thinks Detroit's going to win five to three. Carolina at Nashville. Uh, Jim and Andrew both picked Nashville. Andrew six to two. Jim four to two. And Abby has Carolina four nothing. Carol uh, Las Vegas or um, excuse me, Los Angeles at Las Vegas. Uh, Andrew has Las Vegas winning that game two to one in overtime. Jim and Abby both think Vegas is going to blow them out. Abby six to one. Jim five to two. The Dallas Stars lost to the Vegas Golden Knights six to one. That's the only reason I said that. But I do think LA is a better team than Dallas. There you go. LA is definitely a better team than Dallas. All right. In my opinion. That Although is I all. do love the Stars. The Stars are amazing. Anyways, thanks for I listening to this episode of the Pens and Stuff Podcast. Andrew, take it. Because we're all staying right. in our uh, lanes. Thank you guys so much for what have you? <laughs> I said because we're staying in our lanes. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pens and Stuff Podcast. It was completely off the rails, but we appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us through it all. Um, we will not be releasing an episode next week. You will have the bonus episode that's going to come out Monday, and you can listen to that. 
Uh, until next time, uh, make sure you, you know follow us on the socials where you can down on the, in the show description. Um, again, use code THPN and get uh, bonus bets when you uh, deposit. And make sure you email us if you want to email us if you want to get connected with us at Pens and Stuff Official or Pens and Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. And please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can rate your podcasts. Uh, but until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. Let's go, Pens. Let's go, Pens. Let's freaking go, boys.